everybody. Welcome to the City Girls Pod. And this is the show where we are talking about, and just like that, and sex in the city. And we are in season two, episodes 10, 11, and 12. We're really excited about it. And I'm film critic Rachel Wagner. Jax is here. Hi. And we have a special guest today. This is so fun. (laughs) (laughs) Our friend Natasha Oliver is here. Natasha, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me. Hello. Hi, everyone. And you are coming live from Singapore, is that right? Um, I don't know if it's live. <laughs> yeah, but yes, 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 from Singapore, yes. Yeah. 8.30 a.m. here. Yes, good morning. Yeah. 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 Well, <laughs> we, we've had you on Hallmark's podcast a couple of times, but yes. uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about your experience? Were you a big Sex and the City fan when it came out? Or? Uh when Actually, did you I don't get know if it, I was legal to watch it when it <laughs> came out. <laughs> yeah. Um, but okay, I got into it. I think um in junior college, one of my teachers showed an episode of Sex in the City. Uh-huh. Uh, and it was weird. It was like he showed us a Jerry Springer um episode also, because he said, you know, we we are we are we don't know about the world. <laughs> Oh no! Because <laughs> he's like, he's like, you know, you guys are so sheltered. You don't know about the world. So I'm going to show you. So he showed us this, the first episode of Sex in the City and an episode of Jerry Springer, and then I was like, okay, <laughs> it's a weird lesson, uh, but <laughs> but uh, that's how I kind of got into the show. So I was like 18. Yeah, uh-huh. that was his uh, depiction of America was Jerry Springer and Sex in the City. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what a cultural <laughs> immersion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> so that's the first thing I knew about America. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So these episodes I thought were pretty strong. Would you agree, Jax? Yeah, they had me feeling all the feelings, like all the romance, the laughter, but then also angry, 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 but in a fun way. Like I like to get fired up. And these <laughs> yeah. episodes definitely did just that. Especially this first episode, I think is my favorite of the three. I don't know if you both agree or the well, class system. Yeah. Yeah. That was my favorite of the three, but uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll dive in and talk about it. So she starts out talking about all the things that she loves about New York. And this to me felt a lot uh, like uh, it could have been a, from a Nora Ephron script. Yes. Right. Yes. I was okay, thinking good. that. Yeah. I was like, it's so when Harry met Sally, like uh-huh. that whole like little thing in the park. Yeah. Yes. It reminded me of that. Yeah. Like when, because this came out right around when You've Got Mail came out. And just the, in You've Got Mail, when she talks about the uh, the flower from the bagel shop coming up yeah. and wanting to buy yeah. newly sharpened pencils and, and uh, <laughs> all of that. <laughs> it felt very. Uh, very Nora ephron to me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad you noticed that too. Cause uh, and she talks about the first time she realized she loved big was eating toast. And (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm, you both are in relationships. Natasha, you're married and Jack, you're engaged. Did you have a moment? Congrats. (laughs) Yeah. I am sadly not. I'm alone and I'm falling down the stairs by myself. So, <laughs> no. well, if anyone's interested, please, please. Rachel, hot Boston Jake. 
we're still if you're out there please comment (laughs) um but did you feel like you had a moment where you realized like this is it this is the person that I love I want to spend uh I don't know what do you think you don't have to share but did you have a moment like that Natasha uh yeah, I had a moment like that. Um, it's quite tame, so I think I can share. Okay. It. <laughs> it wasn't toast or anything. Uh, it was I was uh on a bus and I was gonna meet him at IKEA. Do you guys have IKEA? <laughs> I don't what know. Is it? Uh, IKEA is like this furniture. Oh, IKEA. Shop. Yeah. IKEA. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right. Furniture. So you yes, correct. So we were gonna go there for I don't know for what reason, but um, I was on the bus and he was at the bus stop waiting for me, and then the bus just like move past him so I could see him before the bus stopped and I kind of knew at that point like the way he's he was just looking yeah Aww. he didn't even see me yet. yeah so it was then that I knew yeah that's so cute Jax <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, what about you did you have a moment <laughs> I mean I'm still waiting for it now <laughs> <laughs> gotta make more toast what I really liked about this episode with this is that I do feel like when I had that feeling about Alex it was just in a very what people would think is just sort of an average or mundane moment um I remember we were in his apartment and he just said something really funny and silly about like football or soccer and there was some sort of like miscommunication because um he's British and you know it's not it's the same language but it's not the same language Mm -hmm. and I just was like oh my gosh I just love him and I didn't share it so I related to Carrie (laughs) in these ways of like she wants to tell him and then she almost says it and then when she finally does say it it's kind of a disaster yeah yeah I mean that's you sorry you feel like the the guy needs to say it first so, um, so I would like to say no, but I have felt like that. Yes, this I have. Such a common trope, and I feel I feel like every sitcom has this storyline eventually, where the that's a somewhat romantic storyline has the where the one says "I love you" before the other, and the other one's not ready. And there's a great episode of Big Bang Theory, one of my favorites, where where Leonard says "I love you." and and penny's not ready and later on they're going to they're out bowling and she gets the chili cheese fries and she says, i love chili cheese fries and he said oh you can say it to the chili cheese fries but you can't say it to me Uh, but but yeah basically the idea is that the the gauntlet has been laid down that either he says it back or we break up is what yeah. Carrie says. Yeah. And he gives her this. The reason why she said I love you is because he gets her this swan purse, which she actually hates. But she's so touched that yeah. he actually made some kind of gesture for her that uh, that sh- she says, I love you. And the thing about this purse is I didn't think it was so bad. I thought it was kind of cute. Oh. You- <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Jax? Okay. Um, I think I, I, from the reactions, I think I'm lying somewhere in between the two of you. I think it's kitschy and fun, but I don't, I think big got it 
as we see later, it's like he thought it's this trendy, really popular thing. I think I would only like it because it's quirky and weird, but that's not why he got it, which made it less special to me. Does that make sense? Well, or- yeah. I mean, I'm for more like functional items. Like my purse is is like big <laughs> and I can put it around my, my neck and like that's that's what I think of when I think of purses. And uh, more so like I wouldn't really like it for that much but as like a fashion item I kind of reminded me of something that Fran Drescher would have worn in the nanny which because she was a big fan of this um designer named Moschino who's still you can still get his stuff he's still around but uh but she had like a purse that was shaped like lips and another one that was a heart and I I kind of like I think it's sort of fun feels very late 90s to me yeah but I think I guess the difference is that it suited Fran, right? She she mm-hmm. was used to wearing all these loud things. But when you looked at the purse, it didn't look like something Carrie would like. Yeah. Right. It was like kind of off. That's yeah, true. that's a good point, Natasha. Like I liked the watermelon purse much better than I liked the swan one. You know, we see the watermelon one at the big yeah. party on Park yeah. Ave. Yeah. I thought that the other ones looked cuter. He picked a bad one. <laughs> so we have Miranda is super uh, into love all of a sudden. Oh <laughs> my God. Steve. Seeing this really triggered me <laughs> because of, you know, and just like that, right? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Same. Yeah. We're just like, what did they do to that character? They ruined it. They ruined it. Uh, yeah. but hopefully in season two they will somehow make it right because they yeah are i don't know she conveniently forgot that i guess the sex was good like she <laughs> said it herself right like yeah. yeah so she goes to his apartment oh, for the wow. first time and it's near the bar and it's small and she realizes that uh I know that they have kind of different standards of living. He's like, you never have to come back here ever again. <laughs> um, and he wants to wear this corduroy suit to his, to this party. And the thing that I, I guess I don't really get is why there couldn't be like an in-between. <laughs> like, yeah. could he have gotten like a used nicer suit or like gone to Nordstrom's and got something that's like a couple hundred dollars versus something that's $1,800, $2,000. Uh, you know, something in between <laughs> um, because Miranda wants to yeah. pay for it. And then that gets awkward. And uh, I don't know. what do you think about all this, Natasha? Uh, I agree with you, right? I think um, he just needs to look nice, right? I mean, it yeah. wasn't like a, you know, very particular kind of party. It was just kind of a hang, isn't it? It was a gathering, yeah. right? So she wasn't receiving any award or anything like that. So I thought it, it would be fine if he just wore like a nice shirt and a nice pants and you yeah. don't it doesn't have to cost that much and <laughs> so, we kind of like in yeah. uh in um I'll always be my maybe i don't know if you've seen that i love oh, it oh i love that know, oh he's like looking at this he's like uh no thank you and then he goes and buys <laughs> one for like a hundred bucks <laughs> because honestly who can really tell i mean maybe super fashion people but certainly no i doubt any of these lawyers are going to be able to tell the difference between a a you know well done suit versus a designer suit uh, i mean a lot of times it's just the name you don't really i mean because like with dresses 
you can tell the difference because like yeah yeah there's more going on but a suit is a suit i mean yeah i, I tried think. to order a wedding dress on asos <laughs> when i thought i was being frugal <laughs> i was like oh I, i wore it i was like okay <laughs> doesn't look good on me <laughs> um, i don't know jacks what do you think about that I mean, I found this whole series of events to be very relatable. Only I'm the Steve. Like when I first started dating, Al- oh, it was, oh, Natasha's dad. <laughs> like my fiance Alex, he's a banker, and when we first started dating, we'd be he'd be asking me to go to events, and I would be going into the poorhouse even further than I already was because one, I would have to cancel whatever work or side hustle I had at the time, whether it was like acting, coaching or babysitting or doing anything like that. I'd have to miss that like shift with like Steve did at the bar. And then I'd have to buy something nice to wear. And I just could not afford it, but it was too awkward and too early in our relationship to be honest about it. And also with Steve's apartment, that was the reaction when Alex visited my apartment for the first time, he was kind of like, "Mm, never again. And are you okay? So your walls look like that. (laughs) It kind of reminded me of, it kind of reminded me of when Carrie dates the, uh, the college kid, that apartment. Remember? That was nasty. (laughs) Yes. Relatable. Was it? I'm thinking of the right guy. Is it a guy from Friends? No. (laughs) I can't remember. I can't remember. It was just gross. The apartment. I I just remember her trying to go to the bathroom with no toilet paper. Right. Well, so Charlotte says this is not going to work out because not only are you, uh, do you make different amounts of money, but you're from different education and social classes. Does she have a point or are we, are, have we progressed beyond that? Uh, those kinds of distinctions. What do you think, Jax? Um, I really hope that we've progressed, but I think it is tricky. Um, I think a lot of New York women at that time felt like they needed to be with someone who had the same educational background as them and made more money and things like that. But Miranda doesn't seem to care about that. I think what I found upsetting about this is, look, I love Steve. I'm Steve Stan, but the fact that he was so uncomfortable with her making more money than him, I get why he didn't want her to buy him the suit, but the way he canceled really bummed me out. And I thought it was yeah. really unfair to her. Well, and there is an interesting gender dynamic to all this because basically they, I think it's Charlie says rich men date, not rich women all the time. It's normal for the guy to have the money. Uh, and I still think that there is, there is some remaining residue of that. It, mm. I still think it, it, it's just not as socially accepted for the woman to be the more successful one, the more powerful one, the more wealthy one. Uh, I don't know. What do you think, Natasha? Um, I think it's sometimes, even though we don't, we think we don't care, we might have internalized mm-hmm. like some of these things. Because I think Miranda, even though she said she doesn't care, she does seem to have internalized some of it right because she wants him to look a certain way right she wants him to look um you know more i guess posh or you know a certain standard compared to how he would look if he had dressed 
the way he wanted to dress. So um, I think we have kind of gotten to a point where, you know, it doesn't really matter. But I think it also depends on how much we've internalized and how much that can impact our lives, right? So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's easy to say, you know, love doesn't look at money, right? But when you have to like, you know, be married and live with the person, then money becomes a huge thing, you know, your finances, you know, how um, how stable you are. Yeah, so I think as a man, sometimes, you know, they feel the need to be that source of stability in the relationship, you know, to provide even, you know, even if the woman doesn't need it. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. And I think uh, that we also have this, sometimes these ideas of things that sound really nice, but when actually like put into practice, maybe we don't, things we think we want, something like we want an ambitious partner. Sometimes people will say that. But then when you really think about the things that go into making somebody ambitious, possibly never being home, possibly, uh, you know, working all the time, all the different things, as opposed to somebody like Steve, who had maybe not as ambitious, but is perfectly happy being a bartender. But Miranda likes that, but then also is like, oh, I want him to be more ambitious. But do we really, do we really want, you know, I think sometimes we, we sometimes can buy into labels and hype. Yeah. And I guess also because she's that way, right? Sometimes we, we feel that we need to find partners who are a lot like us for compatibility reasons, right? So she's ambitious, right? She she had her plan. She wanted to make partner and all that. Um, you know, so she might have kind of, even though she likes Steve as he is, right? She might have felt compelled to, you know, like want that. And also I think society kind of tells you that you should want a partner like that. They, you know, a go-getter, right? Yeah. 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 So Big basically tells her, I'll, t- I'll say it when I'm ready. And, and then he also says, if you want to take back the purse, you can, <laughs> if you don't like it. And then she says, this is the first time I wanted to tell Big that I hate you. <laughs> so she wanted him to basically play along with the whole thing, with the whole ruse. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's why, man, if your love language is, is gifts, it's, that is a very tough love language because I don't know. It's just, it's hard to get somebody the perfect gift, right? Oh no, that's my love language. (laughs) My husband's doomed. I bet your husband struggles. He's going to figure out what to give you. Yeah, yeah. It is, it is a, it is a a thing, right? Because uh, he's a very simple man, you know? Um, But it's like, sometimes you just want to feel like someone thought about what they want to give you. You know, like they just, just the, the idea isn't the gift doesn't need to be like something I would use. It just has to be like you thought of me when you bought this. Yeah. Because yeah, I think I put a lot of thought into the gifts that I get people. I overthink everything. So, yeah. My dad is the worst when it comes to presents. He, <laughs> he's so hard and he just can't fake it. He can't pretend to like something that he doesn't like. It's just like not part of his nature. And you always know if you screwed up the gift. Well, does he say thank you? Or like, what is the, like, what is the reveal? Like, like? He's, he, he's gotten better over the years a little bit, but it wasn't that long ago that, cause he loves, he loves like Sherlock Holmes and mysteries and stuff. And so I got him this whole uh correspondence thing where you would get in the mail you'd get different clues to this oh that's cool mystery. oh my god and I was like, oh, yeah. totally love it 
He's not like it at all. Ah. And he made me cry. <laughs> oh, you can give me Rachel, the gift. <laughs> I won that gift. That's what I thought. And he he was just like, I don't have time for this. This is just one more thing that I have to do. And I was like, oh. Oh no. Was it on his birthday? But he is the worst when it comes to presents. (laughs) And uh, so after that, I was just like, I'm just getting gift cards for now. (laughs) Can't go wrong. Uh, But uh, it seems like Big is not great with gifts. He tries. He's not great. We'd like to take a second from this episode of the podcast to celebrate our sponsor of this episode, and that is the Hallmarkies Patreon. Do you love Hallmarkies podcast? Do you want an inside scoop into what happens on the podcast? Do you want early access to episodes and loads of cool perks? Now is the time to become a patron of Hallmarkies podcast. By becoming a patron, you get to access our patron Facebook group. You can request episodes or even be a guest on the podcast. And most importantly, any patron can join our monthly movie watch-alongs with stars like Paul Campbell, Natalie Hall, and more. It's as low as $2 a month to join in and become a special part of the Hallmarkies family. Please consider, and we will love you forever. Go to patreon.com slash hallmarkies. That's patreon.com slash hallmarkies. Yeah. I, <laughs> I don't know, Natasha, are you a bit, are you a big fan? Do you like big? Um, <laughs> I feel this is like contentious now <laughs> with what's happening to him in real life. Um, mm. I think I felt that he was the most compatible with Carrie. Mm-hmm. Like I felt like she would be the best with him. Right, because I yeah. think that you know their relationship when it was good, they had a lot of fun together, right? and they liked a lot of the same things. Right, they enjoyed going out and spending time in the city. So I thought that he was the best match for her. I'm I I like Adrian, but I don't think he was the match for her. Yeah. So um, I but I'm not like the oh my god, <laughs> Mr. Big, <laughs> soon <laughs> kind of fan. I just like you know yeah yeah so yeah. Uh, so then we have Charlotte meeting the highest cast of all the movie star. Oh and this God. guy is Wiley Ford is his name. And he wants to buy the smoke, uh, the fire extinguisher as art. And he's like, people think it's Jeff Koons. And, and I, I don't know if you know who Jeff Koons is, but he's this, he's this artist who is famous for these, um, uh, he has a, uh, their, um, like bub- they look like bubble art, right? But they're statues. You know, oh. when people make like a, a um, out of a bubble, <laughs> out of a balloon. Balloon, that's what I'm looking for. Balloon, not bubble. Oh. Balloon oh. art. Yeah, he, he's <laughs> like a pop art guy. And, and okay. he's also okay. famous for like making stuff that's like not really even. Like the balloon art statues are like good for him. Some of his other stuff is like a cigarette and stuff like that. But okay. anyway, <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> they, they have this meet cute, I guess. And then she ends up becoming one of his groupies. Uh, I, Jax, do you agree that the movie star is the highest cast of all? Uh, not, I want to say yes, because I'm such a fangirl of, as you know, of like movie stars, actors, uh, yeah. writers, directors. I'm very into like those creative types. 
but not this one, you guys, not this one. I was not at all impressed with his cash, with, with his looks, with his personality. Like I think movie stars become movie stars because they are, in addition to being talented actors, they have an it factor and they're very yeah. charismatic. Maybe they're not even that great looking, but they're charismatic and funny. And this guy did not fit the bill for any of those things. I was just like, ick. Yeah, it was it was weird. He was so rude and uh and I, I mean I guess that was by design because they were trying to show that he like kind of thinks he's above everything. But yeah. uh but uh do you so you say you're a fangirl, do you have person in particular that you're especially like, oh any movie he got, he makes, I'm I'm there. Oh, um, so there was a guy in real life that um, I, he's actually in an episode of Sex and the City that's coming up. His name is Anson Mount. He was in Crossroads with Britney Spears. And now mm -hmm. he like does Star Trek and he did Hell on Wheels. He's done a bunch of other stuff. But back in the day, I found him online. I found his email. This is when I was in college. So this is a while ago. And we ended up like meeting up. And because I said I was doing a project on um, oh the my first God. so bad. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And I will say, um, I actually got to be friends with him. And then he went on a date with like two of my other friends because he wasn't really barking up this tree. Uh -huh. But everything he did, I was like swooning for. Like we we went and we all got drinks and I'm not a big drinker. So I was kind of just having seltzer but everything he did like oh do you want to try this yes I kept laughing and everything he said even though it wasn't funny um so yeah I I have fallen under that spell <laughs> that's really funny what about you Natasha do you have do you have somebody that you think oh my god Rachel you know the answer <laughs> It's Tom Hiddleston. <laughs> it will always be. I was so sad when he was in, got engaged. I was so <laughs> sad. And everyone was sending me like condolence messages. Like he was my ex or something. They were like, I'm so sorry. You know, do you hear the news? Am I the one to break it to you? And I was like, oh. You know, and then, um, and I was saying, you know, because I mean, he's, he's, uh, his fiance, right? I was, I was like, Oh my god he loves like he likes brown girls why <laughs> i couldn't fit his type so i was saying this to like everyone right it was like oh, okay <laughs> sure well yeah oh. i i uh, do love tom hiddleston he'd be pretty high up for me as well um yes rachel yes <laughs> i i think henry golding is very high up for oh, me i think oh. I, I groupie out for him <laughs> <laughs> He's so handsome. Yes, so, yes. Yeah. Um, but the thing that's weird about because I am very extroverted, I'm very confident, except for when I'm around a guy I like, then I'd be turned into this like shy, quiet, like person, <laughs> which does not help my dating chances at all. But it is it is true. But yeah, he's kind of the worst, this Wiley Fords he's terrible yeah yeah uh yeah I agree with Jax right I, I felt like he was not charismatic at all and he was that guy from like um Cougar Town right I think it's the one and I just keep imagining him saying Patty Care 
<laughs> and I was like, is that that dude? <laughs> like, I just couldn't get into it. Yeah, so I, but I guess that's the point, right, that the show is trying to make, right? Like, you know, he can be this, like, not desirable guy, but, you know, women will still chase, I guess, you know, certain women. Yeah. And he doesn't respect her boundaries. And finally, the thing that pushes her over the edge, I was like, oh, oh. Yeah. It was a, it was a very uh it was a it was a <laughs> it was a surprising request I'll just say oh lord yeah 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 well and so then Carrie and Big go to this party uh with one of his uppity friends and uh, and they they have no brown food I have never heard of that in my life. Um, I was offended. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> yeah. Well, and so uh, we also have in this episode we have that Samantha is dating a guy who has a servant named Soom, and uh, she is making all this good food and and very uh, dedicated to him. And then as soon as he leaves the room, she becomes this crazy person, (laughs) which kind of goes all into this whole theme of class and casts and everything from this, uh, this episode, which I think made it really interesting, but, uh, but I don't know. What did you think, Natasha, of that whole plot? Did you think it was funny? The, the Samantha one? Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I found it, I found it funny, definitely, right? But I always think it goes back to the idea, I guess, that there can only be one woman in the house, right? Yeah, yeah. So and she's kind of like, you know, even though um she's his servant, like she's kind of perceived herself as this woman of the house, uh, you know. And yeah, I mean, I don't know when he was like comfy, comforting her at the end. He was like shirtless, and I was like, okay, <laughs> like that yeah, seems like obviously. are they gonna be coming more than? Yeah, I feel More like there's workers. something, I don't know what's happening there, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, so, but I kind of felt that, um, I guess maybe because, you know, I've seen the whole series, right, I felt like the Samantha and Charlotte subplots were a little bit, like, I don't know, <laughs> like, they're just there for the comedy, right, so the, the emotional elements uh, were yeah. more for Carrie, yeah. Well, that's, we've talked about that before, that really, in and just like that, they give a lot more time, maybe because Samantha's gone, they give a lot more time to Charlotte in that show yeah. than they did in the original show, especially. Yeah. But um, but yeah, I don't know. What do you think about Soom and Samantha, uh, Jax? Yeah, I, I really think that it's a definite situation <laughs> of Soom having much more power than we thought she did in the beginning. And I would not be surprised if they end up living happily ever after. <laughs> he, he, I mean, you saw the way he was like, she's the one I want to protect. And yeah, it wasn't, yeah. yeah, he he's into her. Yeah, I mean, somebody could make me all that delicious food. <laughs> Go a long way. Right? Yeah. And, she's, and she's beautiful and loyal yeah. and I think fiercely protective of him. And you know what? Clearly, like. Yeah. Samantha isn't good for him. Like, come on, get out of there, Samantha. It's, it's like, there's one woman, she's here to stay. Yeah. So one thing we've talked about a lot on this show is just how much Carrie smokes is just so uh, surprising. It's so, yeah. you would never see that in Millionaires in a show today. Yeah. Just smoking yeah. that much. 
uh, and she has to smoke outside. She can't smoke inside for the party. And she's kind of annoyed about that. And then she meets up with this guy, Jeremiah, who she knew before. And he's showing her his tattoo. And then the party thrower comes out. I forget her name. Like Camille or something like that. And, and she thinks that they're having fun. And she tells <laughs> Big. And so then it gets all this complex. <laughs> oh, yeah. look, I'm, I'm not one to judge. I've made plenty of weird little mistakes. So I, I'm not, I'm not trying to judge Carrie, but she looks like a piece of hot trash at this party, trying to light up, then outside. And they think she's going downtown on the guy. It's like, she is not having a good showing. Yeah. 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 I think, I mean, I think when your significant other invites you for like a gathering, I think you should kind of be that supportive figure, you know, and not make it about you. But I guess it's because things had spiraled from the lack of I love you, right? So she's like not in a good place, right? Rage-wise. And, uh, you know, I think the juxtaposition of her outfit and <laughs> with and how she looked with everyone there, right? Kind of uh, made it obvious. But I thought Big was he didn't make it into a thing, right? Like, he was just like, apparently, someone what's saw you happening? doing this. <laughs> you know, what's, what's that about? <laughs> like, I thought yeah. he was quite, like, calm about it. Yeah, you know, and she was the one kind of being uh, <laughs> quite dramatic, yeah. So then Jeremiah ends up going home with her, but they don't have sex, right? Yeah, they, yeah. they apparently don't, yeah. Yeah. I think they were too drunk for anything of substance to happen. Yeah. yeah. They say it really fast. And I was like, what did they say? I think they said, no, we didn't do anything. I'm pretty sure. But it yeah. was fast. Uh, and so then big calls and uh, he says, I effing love you. Uh, but it's kind of awkward because she's in bed with Jeremiah. And mm. then she says, everything before I love you doesn't count. Girl. So. <laughs> <laughs> Well, oh man, yeah, Jax, yeah. One to ten. What do you think of this episode? I'm gonna give this one a nine. I I really I thought it was it explored a lot of really complex things, but with a lot of humor, and it made me think. And I thought it really had, especially big and Carrie. It showcased a lot about their relationship that is really good, and then the stuff that's really bad. Yeah, I agree with you. I thought this was a really strong episode. I liked that it tried to talk about some deeper themes of class and and uh, uh, money and and the status and and all of that stuff, but still being funny and still being you know our girls. Uh, so I agree. A nine. I think it was really strong. What do you think, Natasha? Um, I I agree with you guys. I think um I think especially the way they kind of found different ways to talk about the idea of class in society, right? So you got the movie star thing, then you got the whole um, rich man, you know, uh, you know, different social circle with like Carrie, right? And then you have the whole Miranda and Steve, you know, um, and then the Suman, Samantha thing. So there, I think there was a variety of what they tried to explore. And I mean, I think it's, it's quite um, good for such a short, episode right to be able to do all that and you know tackle things with um i think a fair amount of nuance yeah so i enjoyed it definitely we'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast it's the hallmarkies merch store are you looking for that perfect gift for the postable hardy or hallmarky in your life 
What about getting that t-shirt or hoodie that will help you stand out at your next holiday party? Now is the time to check out the Hallmarkies merch store. Full of festive designs by artists like Jessica Miller, Carrie from Walmart Comics, and more. You can even have more than just shirts, but totes, cell phone cases, notebooks, mugs, and more. And it isn't just Hallmark. We have designs for Anna Green Gables, Man from Snowy River, The Nanny, and more. Every purchase at the merch store goes to help support the podcast and allows us to make the great content you know and love. There are frequent sales, so go to tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies or see the link in the description. That's tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies. The next episode is called Evolution, uh, episode 11. And basically in this episode, you have Miranda finds out she has a lazy ovary and it causes her to like spiral out of control. (laughs) Uh, Also, we find out that Big has problems with Carrie leaving her stuff at his place and that creates some problems. We also have Charlotte, who is dating this guy named Steven, who is, uh, is a straight man with a lot of gay qualities, is what they say. I love uh, Steven, but... <laughs> yes, thank you, Natasha. He's so hot. He's so funny. I love him. Yeah. Oh, my God. Their first... I mean, and I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but their first kiss that he had with her at the camp, that was hot. I was like, yes... <laughs> They really did have a good, yeah. uh, a good chemistry together. Yeah, it, my dress just popped sad. open. I was so excited about that. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> so, that was a hot kiss. Yeah, well, the it's kind of awkward because I I feel like I feel like you're not socially supposed to say when you think somebody might be gay. Yeah. But because it, it, you don't want to stereotype people. And that's the problem is that by a lot of those things that we think maybe with the voice or with, the, you know, things that they like when he, she says, you know, Cynthia Rowley, like all this stuff that that doesn't make somebody gay. And those are stereotypes. But nevertheless, we've all thought it at times. We've all had those <laughs> moments where we're like, uh, I think this person might be gay and they don't realize it or I don't know. <laughs> yeah yeah I think yeah, it yeah yeah it was a it's a I, I understand Charlotte's dilemma because it's like you don't want to get involved with someone mm-hmm. you know and then like have feelings and then after that be hurt right because you know they haven't you know discovered mm-hmm. something about themselves so yeah. yeah even just the other day we won't say who it was but even uh Jackson and I were talking the other day of somebody who said do you think so-and-so's in the closet and it's like I thought he was totally gay <laughs> Yeah, I was like, oh, wait, you were informing me, and I just thought that it was a well-known fact, and we were naked. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. Like I said, you should never buy into the stereotypes, but stereotypes are stereotypes for a reason, and so sometimes you can't help but wonder, I think. Well, and I think that's something that Stephen hilariously acknowledges when she asks if he's gay. He's like, if I was gay, I would be gay. I, I'm a pastry chef that lives in Chelsea. Like, come on. Like, I'm not in the closet. I would actually have a great life if I was gay and wouldn't be afraid to say I was gay. Yeah. I mean, basically, it seems like this is almost kind of the, like, the metrosexual thing that, yeah. you know, that kind of came, like Ryan Seacrest sort of <laughs> thing. 
<laughs> I did think it was funny when they say, why do people say she's the cat's pajamas? <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> what was the one that they invented? Something tuxedo. Dog's tuxedo. Oh, yeah. Dog's tuxedo. <laughs> That was cute. Yeah. I really, yeah. I, I felt sad that it was so short-lived. <laughs> so it's nice. Yeah. <laughs> Bring it back. Yeah. Um, maybe I'll make that the title for this episode. End the dogs. Yes. <laughs> dogs tuxedo. <laughs> we also find that Carrie has now fully, uh, fully done uh, her business in Big's apartment. <laughs> and I'm sorry. Yeah, I think that 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 is like a pretty big step in the relationship <laughs> right but i don't know if guys care that much about that but there is a really funny how i met your mother episode with that where marshall he he doesn't want to oh, go yes. to and yes, in the yes, office yes, yes. and so he like gets in a he gets a hotel room at one point and, <laughs> and lily's like are you cheating on me and he's like no i just <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So things are I think they, they circle I think they go back to this somewhat in uh in another in another season for Sex and the City with Miranda and some guy she's dating. And yeah, and he keeps the door open and he reads the newspaper. Do you remember well, that? Yes, I remember that. And yeah. no, that's too much. <laughs> like I don't think you need to be ashamed of your bathroom habits, but you don't have to, you know, we don't all need to be privy to them. Yeah. <laughs> A little see but uh we also have samantha she is uh she is trying to get revenge on this ex but then she ends up getting involved with him and then he ends up dumping her he's like how could i have let this happen again which i mean i thought this was the weakest of the stories in this episode with samantha but i do appreciate the fact that they again they don't flanderize her as a character that she's not just a sex person like she has feelings and she tries uh with various people <laughs> to have actual relationships yeah. um i know she's more complex than i think maybe sometimes given credit for yeah i think yeah i think miranda oh miranda <laughs> samantha has always been uh you know like when she falls she falls hard Right, like we've always seen, like if she when she she's really into someone, right? You know, then she uh is really all in, um in that way. So I could I could buy that that would happen that she would start it trying to get revenge and then kind of fall back into it again. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think about that, uh, Jax? Yeah, I do think some of what we see with Samantha. Yeah, she has fun with sex and she likes casual sex. But some of it is a defense mechanism. And I think that we see that this guy is the one who kind of started that all along. And um, it was it was a bummer to see her not be able to get that revenge and then to be left in a place where she felt so vulnerable and duped again. Yeah, yeah, yeah I agree. Um, so we have also Miranda going on this date with this guy that has the hair plugs <laughs> and i think that definitely as much as they kind of portray charlotte as a snob i think that miranda is definitely more of the snob but then this guy was just the worst because yeah yeah i mean his whole oh speech about how we want desperate women having children at 50 like <laughs> 
that's none of your I, business. If, if a woman wants to have a child at 50, then go for it. You know, it's hard. Yeah. It'd be difficult yeah. to do, but I mean, it's none of your business. Yeah. And I think the fact is that when a woman shares something about her body, like what's something what that's happening, is quite a vulnerable thing to share. And then he just mm-hmm. kind of like was in total ass. And he was like, <laughs> why don't we eliminate men altogether? <laughs> okay, and we can eliminate I mean, you. I... <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, yeah. He's just yeah. the worst. <laughs> he was the worst. Was, I mean, like, I don't one, I don't mind a man who is balding or receding hairline, that's fine. I've been attracted to men like that. The hair plugs are fine, but what is just so annoying about the hair plugs is the fact that he feels like he needs to talk about how amazing they look because it just shows how self-obsessed he is. Yeah. I just, oh, just, yeah. His whole never say never uh, attitude. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then uh, we have more with charlotte and stefan and he says he loves share and he's just like uh, uh, and uh, and then there's a mouse in the glue trap and there's nothing more disgusting than a mouse in the glue trap i have had them before i have glue traps in my house i've had i've had a couple it's been a while thank goodness but oh oh one time one time there was a mouse in the glue trap and I put a box over it and I, and you hope I had, I had my oven mitt on and I'm like, <laughs> and then I came, I took the box out to the dumpster. I came back and it was still there. No, I didn't do it what? All again. what? So you didn't yeah. put it on the mouse? No, like I it, guess not. Oh my God. <laughs> Trying to go through this whole horrific process. Oh my god! Uh, but yeah, there's nothing more disgusting. Yeah, and I thought that she was too harsh about it because, like, okay, I mean, I don't. We don't get mice here, thank God. Um, but uh, we do get roaches, right? Because we we stay on the second floor. So um, I I hate cockroaches, right? So it's like I think there was one time where we were here, and then suddenly I felt something run over oh. my leg, right? Ooh. I was like, "What's that?" Right? And it was the cockroach, right? And I was like, ah! "Even was when you hear me. that, yeah, and it oh. went over my leg. I was like, I was dying, right? And and my husband was beside me, and I was like, "Quick, quick, do something, right?" So you know, you expecting to like take something and hit it or what, right? And he just ran to the to the bathroom to get the spray. <laughs> I was like, why? You know, because by the time he came back, it had like zoomed behind something already, right? Oh. I was like, why? Yeah, he was I... like, yeah. And he started like, you know, so I felt, I think I did have like that Charlotte moment, but then he started educating me about cockroaches and eggs. And he was like, no, you cannot hit the cockroach and all that, right? And I was like, okay. I, I think I might be reconsidering my Singapore plans. <laughs> No, no, it's it's lovely. It's like one or two in a year. It's okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, you live in New York, Jax, so you've dealt with it. Yeah, I dealt with, with the mice and with the cockroaches. The thing with with um, we used to always have mice in the apartment that I lived in with um, my best friend, who's a straight guy, and my boyfriend 
at the time. And one time we had a mouse in a glue trap and it was me and my best friend and it got, it got caught and we started screaming. And then my boyfriend came home and my roommate who, like I said, straight man also, just like my boyfriend, he was like, great. We'll let the man of the house take care of this. <laughs> like, that's a hero moment. That's a hero <laughs> moment when he takes that. You might, you might, you might as well just gotten engaged then because. (laughs) But then like conversely, Alex, my fiance, he didn't have cockroaches growing up in England. So when he had them here and we had them in our last apartment, I would have to not tell him when I found one and find a way to dispose of it. So his delicate constitution would not have to deal. Oh my God. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, men can just be men in that way. They don't have to be the hero. Yeah, Stefan was pretty was pretty brave, really, when you think about it. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Guys, this, this I have to say, it, this makes me so mad. He is, they, they even have incredible sex. Like, it's amazing. Like, you cannot just break up with him for that. Like, that's just so, oh, I, yeah. I couldn't deal. And he cooks and he can cook. He can make you pastries. My God, I'm like, yeah. I'll sign I'm, on the line. Yeah. <laughs> sign me up. I agree. Um, and so Carrie finds a picture of her in Big's uh, drawers. And, um, and that kind of makes her feel better. And uh, and she basically throws the, her panties in his face. <laughs> Um, so that's how it kind of ends I was like um, looking at her panties and I'm like oh you have no coverage yeah they're small um Natasha what do you give this one one to ten uh I think slightly less than the other one but I really enjoyed <laughs> the Steven character so I would say like a, a eight or eight point five what yeah. do you think Jax I was actually going to say an 8.5 too, a little bit less than the other one, but there was a lot of fun stuff in here. Mm-hmm. Yes. So the next episode is called uh, Le Dolaire Equiens. I don't know. Can you speak French, <laughs> Natasha? I can't. <laughs> no. <laughs> La Dolaire Equiens. Anyway. Rachel, I, I tried to practice saying this so I could say it for the episode and I gave up. Basically, in this episode, you have Big being ridiculous. He tells Carrie that he is going to be going to Paris for as long as a year. And she's upset with him because not that she wants him to not go to Paris, but she wants to factor into his choices a little bit. That is totally reasonable. Of course, she's going to want to be a factor in that. And he just wants somebody who's going to be like, I don't really care if you're going to Paris. Okay, great. And that's just not, I mean, I can't imagine anyone being like, I'm happy that we're in a relationship, but I really don't want you to be nearby. And I don't want to be consulted when you're moving to a foreign country. What? That's crazy. Yeah. I think, I think for big at this point, right? I think he, even though I think he does love her, Right. He I think he's still very caught up in like the idea of 
social class, you know, mm-hmm. and sometimes I think he is very aware of that disparity between him and Carrie. And I think he enjoys her company. He enjoys being with her. He loves her. But at the same time, do you, is this the girl you want to marry, right? And I think he's been burned before and all that, right? So later on when he does, you know, get married, we see that the woman is completely different from Carrie, right? It's complete contrast. So I do think he was doing it on purpose to kind of um, get the relationship to end in some way, you know, to escape it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. But just the fact that he would pretend like her request was unreasonable is ridiculous. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, Big is kind of a gaslighter. I yeah. like, and also, I think it's so interesting to look at Big and Carrie's attachment styles. Like, Big is definitely that um, avoidant attachment style that when someone starts to get closer is when he feels like he needs to back off. And Carrie, I think with some people, she could be secure attachment style, but with big, she's anxiously attached because he's pulling away from her. And you just see her do all of these unhealthy behaviors to try and get back in his good graces. And like, he'll just leave her little crumbs and she'll act like it's enough, even though she knows it's not. Yeah. Yeah. They, I think they have a certain degree of chemistry together. And so that's, makes her excuse a lot of his behavior but in the end he is he has attachment and commitment problems he's a commitment fault so yeah i mean it starts out with them at this this restaurant and she, they, they, they say that every like six months there's a new sort of gimmick in new york restaurants try to get people to come <laughs> and uh as you since you live in new york do you feel this is the thing I've not been to a restaurant where I have gotten spanked, but I, you know, Whoa. I, I, but they definitely do come up with all sorts of fun things and gimmicks, whether it's like a fusion of two cuisines that you never yeah, think you would yeah. put together or like Rachel, we were talking about Stardust Diners, like the singing, you know, restaurant and things like that. So yeah, I do think that they're always trying to innovate. Stardust Diner, the worst food I've ever eaten at a commercial, like professional place. Don't go there. It was terrible. Uh, (laughs) We also find out about Stanford in this episode. He is Rick nine plus. (laughs) Big tool Mm -hmm. for you. Falling in love with big tool for you. Yeah. And I was glad because remember the last time that he tried online dating and the guy totally brushed him off and it was sad. And so this time when he goes to the underwear bar, the guy kind of likes him. But is, is it the guy? <laughs> is it a big tool for you? <laughs> I don't know. Because <laughs> he asked, right? He's like, big tool for you? And the guy's like, what? <laughs> So I don't know if it, it was it was the guy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love Stanford yeah. so much. I just realized that I got Aiden's name wrong. <laughs> I said Adrian just now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh you know what's uh, funny? You said Adrian, and in my mind I was like, I don't think that's it. But then I was like, what is it? And then my mind <laughs> said, No, it's Adrian. So I went through yeah. <laughs> Until well, I started, right. yeah. I was like. <laughs> Oh no, I, I better say it. I'm gonna get <laughs> flamed, man. It's like you know nothing. 
Well, at the beginning of this episode, we have Carrie is when she shows up at Big's place in the SMM outfit, she's wearing one of those Tiffany dog collar necklaces. Those were so huge. And I think a lot of it was because of this show. And I mean, I never got the whole necklace because they were so expensive, but I should have worn it today. I have a uh, bracelet, a dog tag bracelet because it was like the thing. Everyone had one. In, wait, wait. Uh, Did you go into Tiffany? No, Did I got go it into- from, I got it for Christmas or my birthday. What are you from? Yeah, from my grandma. Well, well, well. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, <not that laughs> it exciting. just got less exciting, Rachel. <laughs> I was like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Okay, what? Oh, my God. I wish my grandma <laughs> gave me that. She gives me tissue paper. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. I have a tissue. I had a tissue paper grandma as well. <laughs> but it's I had one that was a little, uh, was more well off and uh, loved them both. <laughs> I promise. Um, <laughs> So then we have a young baby, Will Arnett. What was that? That was exciting. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's there <laughs> at the bookstore with Miranda. And Lord. he is the big risk taker in relationships. Yeah. He yeah. They, he wants to get it on right in front of Mark Twain's house. And <laughs> he wants to <laughs> do all of these risky things. <laughs> Never a sentence I thought anyone would after. <laughs> um, there's they uh they get it on in the cab, and the cab driver keeps like looking back, and she's like, ah. <laughs> the poor man. He's like, he's gonna like disinfect his seat. <laughs> he's like cushions. <laughs> but I was like, I, I think it was, it's a little bit of a shame because I felt like they have pretty good chemistry. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it's like the the Steven thing right that like they're just these characters that just brought on for one episode mm-hmm. like character arcs and it yeah was <laughs> yeah hey, you agree Jax yeah I mean watching this back like watching Sex in the City back now and knowing we're gonna chat about it these women really let a lot of great guys slip through their <laughs> fingers <laughs> I'm like we need to have the Will Arnett Cynthia Nixon rom-com i think that needs to happen because they <laughs> they are cute yeah, yeah. that whole like you know meet cute at the at, <laughs> at the, the bookshop thing you get a revival of yeah. she loves me on broadway with Cynthia nixon and will Arnett. i don't know if will Arnett could sing but he, he can make it work <laughs> yeah he totally make it work yes <laughs> he was lego batman he can, he can yeah. do it all <laughs> Free idea out there, if you listen. <laughs> uh, but we also have Charlotte that she is enticed by the love of shoes, her love of shoes, and uh, she goes in, and basically the salesman at the shoe place has a foot fetish, which seems like a very dangerous combination. Yeah, <laughs> that should not be his occupation. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he's not going to be selling many shoes. <laughs> I mean, I guess, are we supposed to assume that Charlotte's feet are so gorgeous that they are tempting to him, whereas other people's feet aren't? Yeah, I don't think my feet would tempt him. <laughs> <laughs> he just really, oh, cover those up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I personally can't, she's going to spend, at first, it's going to be $400, then $200. I... I can't hardly think of any time when I've spent $200 on a pair of shoes. I mean, maybe before my mission, when I was getting ones that were like really 
sturdy that were going to last me the whole two years. Yeah. Um, like being out and it makes maybe, maybe, but I don't even think then I 200 bucks for like a little sandal. I just, I mean, everybody has their, their poisons, no judgment for me, but I couldn't spend that much on a little sandal. I think that's for me, it's the little sandal part. Like I don't spend that much on shoes, but like, I just got a pair of sneakers I'm obsessed with that I paid like $110 for. And I wear them all the time. That was a lot of money for me to spend. But also a little sandal? Like, no way. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're going to spend that kind of money, it's going to be for shoes that last. You know, that they, they're going to yeah. like take you through some like dangerous terrain. <laughs> yeah, and like the are... ones I got on my mission were Dance Co., which are like really quality, really nice. Uh, they'll last you a long time. Uh, but I have a high arch, so it's hard for me to find uh, find shoes that fit me at all, <laughs> period, at all. I mean, I guess if I was getting a nice pair of boots, again, boots don't fit me because of my high arch, but like that I could see spending, you know, if they're in like nice leather boots, but again, like just a strappy sandal. I don't yeah. Know. I don't know. Yeah. But there was a whole phase a where. There, go ahead, Tasha. Oh, yeah. There was a whole phase where I, I was. I wanted to get Manolo Blahniks because Carrie was so into them, right? And she was so into them that I was like, oh my God, it looks so good and I want to get it. But I looked at the price and I just couldn't rationalize spending so much on, on shoes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just yeah. if you're going to spend $400 on shoes, like, I mean, just think, like, I could travel, I could go to New York for $400 yeah. for a yeah. pair of strappy sandals. Yeah. No, no, thank you. <laughs> and also all these shoes that they're into are basically like little torture devices. They're not comfortable. Right. And you only wear them on occasion because they're so flashy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. They are. They don't look comfortable. And I don't know. They don't even look that like some of Carrie's shoes. I'm like, those are beautiful, like works of art. But like the ones that Charlotte was trying on for $400, I was just kind of like, eh. It looks like yeah. it doesn't. It looks like Payless to me. It doesn't even look that nice. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I think I think Carrie's uh, shoes are definitely like I've I've admired. That's why I was like, oh, <laughs> I want to get one, right? But yeah, uh, the ones that Charlotte was trying on was not like I wouldn't like at all times like oh I want that you know yeah. like none of it I think it, re- yeah. it kind of reminds me of the episode coming. I think it's way late into the seasons when she's made she goes to the party and she has to leave her take her shoes off and she's like traumatized you're gonna make me take my shoes off and and then somebody ends up taking her shoes and you're like you understand why that would be so upsetting when you've literally spent like a thousand dollars on a pair of shoes yeah I remember that episode yeah I thought definitely but Charlotte ends up getting six pairs of shoes from this guy free and <laughs> they all tell her let him hold her feet a little. Yeah. Well, she I was see- having a weird reaction. <laughs> I couldn't. <laughs> uh, I mean, kudos to the actor <laughs> for like <laughs> powering through, right? I think I would just laugh so much. <laughs> I think <laughs> trying to like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so Carrie brings McDonald's to big because of French fries. Is that why? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, oh, you guys, this is the most 
cringe carry moment of the entire series for me. I actively get red and embarrassed watching her do this. When she throws that sandwich against the, the wall, it, it's all so cringe. And running around in the beret, it's, oh my gosh. But it was really funny when Big was like, what? <laughs> like she threw the sandwich on the wall. His reaction was so funny. I, I, I really laughed because it was like out of nowhere. Because <laughs> Carrie says, I'm furious for allowing this to happen. And <clears throat> that he said, she says, he might be the one with the whip, but I was the one who tied myself up. And yeah. so if you, if you were trying to, if you were trying to pick the, the items from McDonald's, what would be your go-to McDonald's item? What do you think? Uh, what do you think, Jax? For me? Yeah. I always get um, a medium fry with a Coke and a Big Mac with no meat. Oh. That's my, and then <laughs> I get the barbecue sauce to dip the fries oh. in. Oh, what about well, you guys? Well, a Big Mac with no meat is. <laughs> I don't. I don't eat meat, but I love. I the love the. Oh my gosh! Like the special sauce, the American cheese. Like I just love to nosh and write it. I really want to. Natasha, what about you? Oh man, I I, I sound so boring <laughs> in comparison, <laughs> but my go-to is always the filet fish. Oh yeah. I always swap out the fries for a cup of corn and I get like a Diet Coke. Nice. <laughs> I feel like that's a very healthy McDonald's order. Yeah. I, yes. <laughs> so I'm not using it for the purpose <laughs> that which it was created. <laughs> you know, um, yeah, but it's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do like the little cheeseburgers that they have. And Sometimes I'll get just like a Happy Meal with cheeseburger and, or I also do like the, um, the nuggets, McNuggets. Oh my God. Sweet and sour sauce. Yes. I love it. Sometimes I'll get a Happy Meal when I need just like a little bit. (laughs) Does it come with the toy? Yeah, it comes with the toy. The, the fries okay, I love and Happy Meal are so small. Like if you're, oh my gosh. Oh my God, this is my Happy happy Meal. Oh my God. Okay, that's worse. (laughs) (laughs) um but uh but yeah if i'm getting a regular meal i do like their breakfast a lot at mcdonald's i think they actually have the best yes yes fast food breakfast do you you guys have mcgriddles yeah mcgriddles (laughs) uh egg mcmuffins i like their uh their um little burrito tacos things that they have they're yummy yeah yeah, i the hash browns are good uh, and, and now yeah. they serve breakfast all day. So, uh, what? I, I like to, yeah, here they serve breakfast all day. Um, and I like their ice cream and I, I love to get it like an ice cream cone. That's, what that's flavors good. do you guys get? Just vanilla. It's the only one they have here. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bit more spicy. <laughs> I do like that too. Or caramel. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Sometimes okay. you can get toppings on top or McFlurry. But the the base is only um, and then <laughs> and then I also like the hand pies that they have the apple pie ah uh, uh, yeah so good, but we get because of the Asian like you know mm-hmm. we always get some quite interesting uh flavors yeah so yeah it's like, like Asian yeah. pear or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> what do we have? Oh, we had matcha. 
Oh, so like okay. uh, matcha ice cream. Mm-hmm. Uh, so suddenly I cannot remember any. Uh, there was one that I had was disgusting. It was sea salt. Uh, Sunday. Uh, the sea salt McFlurry. And so we were like, ooh, and because it was like blue, right? And it's like, ooh, like we were like, let's get it. And when I, I was like, oh god, this is gross because <laughs> it's like salty, right? Well, people like, like the shamrock shake a lot, but I don't know. It's it tastes like drinking toothpaste to me. <laughs> I, know. I mean, this is where the debate about chocolate mint ice cream comes in, right? Like mint ice cream in general, yeah. right? Is it toothpaste? Right. Is it ice cream? Am I brushing my teeth when I eat this ice cream? <laughs> But the thing is, so yeah, I agree that it is cringe what Carrie is doing, but I also think it's super cold and mean a big to not recognize that she's trying really hard to connect with him and to not at least like sit down and be like, let's talk this out. Let's have a conversation. And so he's really, really rude and and to not understand that like she wants him to care about having her in his life. Like you, again, you would think with as many relationships as he's had that he would be, he would understand a little bit more about the way that women think and, and the need what we want. Um, but he's just so cold, I think. Oh, and it's like peak big foolishness when mm-hmm. she says, you know, I could write the Sex in the City in Paris. He's like, oh, but you'd be moving to Paris for you, right? Not for me. And it's like, well, that's so ridiculous because it's not like she'd have to give up her career to move there so it does make sense it's not like she's giving up her identity but she's doing it because she wants to prioritize this relationship and make it work without giving up her identity either and the fact that he's like no 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 you would have to be completely independent it's like get out of here dude yeah yeah and then he comes back over and uh, she says did i love big or was i addicted to the pain it's a fine um, line. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> and he goes to Paris and that's it. And she says, I was free, but there was nothing exquisite about it. Yeah. So, I wanted okay. to ask you guys, what do you think about that moment where he, he keeps telling her, come back, come back to bed. Mm-hmm. But she, she doesn't, right? Like, do you think he was trying to, you know, reconcile in some way? What do you guys think? I don't know, what do you think, Jax? You know... I, I do. And I think that it's this whole thing with Big's attachment style of being avoidant. As soon as he feels Carrie pulling away, and by that point, she really has. She knows she has to cut herself off. He's like, but wait, come back. And I don't think it's necessarily manipulative or conscious, but I think that for Big to feel safe for whatever reason, he has to feel like the other person doesn't need him. And once he feels that, then he wants them back. And it's just a vicious cycle. Well, and I think that he wants to have her in his life without communicating effectively and, and without listening to her at all. And so that's kind of his way of, of doing that. Like, I want you here, but I'm not actually gonna like listen to anything you have to say. So, Yeah. So I guess, I mean, he wants all the the perks of having a partner, but not the hard stuff that comes with, you know, being a partner. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Well, Jax, what would you give this episode one to 10? I give this one an eight. I thought it was, again, really solid sex in the city, but um, I think not as strong as the other two for me. And also just, yeah, it's on a little bit of a bummer. So while it's good storytelling, I still was left going like, hmm. 
Yeah. I mean, and Carrie says, I think about us all the time and uh, this not fake us. This is real. I am a woman. Whoa, man. <laughs> and he just doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't care that much. He wants somebody that's just kind of, uh, his, uh, and they like the, uh, the whole Nickmo, you remember the Nickmo thing and like the, the two thousands, the non-committal makeout part that that's what he wants. <laughs> he wants yeah. that someone like that. That's just like in and out. I, I don't know. It's frustrating. I would probably give this actually more like a seven, I think for this episode. Uh, what do you think, Natasha? Mm, I think in terms of, um, I don't know, like, I guess because we know that Big comes back in some way later on, right? So I guess, you know, uh, it's not as poignant, you know, as it could be. Uh, so I do feel, I guess I'm more on like a 7.5. So I think it's the weaker episode amongst um, the three, right? But um, yeah, I mean, I think it sets up the whole dynamic quite well for later seasons, right? That whole, that whole consistent push and pull between them, right? And um. Yeah, the like you know, yeah, like how it they end up together, lah. Yeah, very good. We did it. Let us know if you're listening. What you think of these three episodes? Of all the different things that we talked about. And Natasha, thank you so much. It was so much fun. Yay! <laughs> I this... need to show you my shirt. Look, is the one I I mentioned on the Bridgerton oh, <laughs> episode, <laughs> Museum of Ice Cream. I want to go so hungry after talking about McDonald's and ice cream now. No, and now so... I want to go to McDonald's. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like thinking already about what I'm going to order <laughs> after we're done. What's that? It's just on your Insta stories. <laughs> Hashtag us. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, let us know what your McDonald's orders are. And uh, Jax, how can people find you? Um, at Jacqueline C. Tweets on Twitter and Jacqueline Collier on Instagram. Great. And Tasha? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at LitMySoul. Uh, you can also find my writing uh, at culturedvouchers.com. We do um, film, TV, books, wrestling, and games. So it's a lot of fun. Check it out. Yes. And you want to make sure to follow us at City Girls Pod on Twitter. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. Check that out. Also make sure you're following the Hallmarkies Podcast, the Hallmarkies Pod. Marquis podcast all over social media and on itunes if you're listening there please leave us your five-star reviews we really really appreciate it and if you are watching on youtube because this video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel we also have our patreon group and there's just one more day when this airs one more day to sign up for our patron voicemail giveaway uh, that any donation or patron sign up you get uh, every dollar is one entry to have tyler hines kevin mcgarry or will camp read your voicemail greeting. So sign them now. Now's the time, please. And then also check out our merch store. We have tons of fun designs. So please take a look at that. And thanks so much, ladies. This was so much fun. We'll talk to y'all later. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.